All right, awesome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our AMA session. And today's topic is crypto trends and their opportunities in the bear market. Uh, we have quite an interesting OV topic and a lot of interesting guests over here. So if you guys can introduce yourselves, as you know, I'm Laura from CLS and I'll be your host from today. All right, let me be the second one. Uh, my name is Andre Burrell. I'm a CBDO at CLS Global. And uh, we have, uh, up to date, we have uh, had uh, not so many podcasts and AMA sessions, but I'm hoping that uh, we're going to expand and grow the base and provide to you guys the most relevant information for the market. So I'll pass the mic now to the CD5 team. Thank you, Andrew. My name is Alejandro Lillo. I'm the business development manager at CD5. Uh, and we're happy to be here. Thank you very much for the invitation. Hi, Andre. Hi, the CLS team. My name is Joe Titus, the deal delegate specialist and the incubation lead from CDFI. We're so happy to have you here. Uh, we're excited for this podcast. Um, I'm excited for those questions. We have some cool questions from our audience as well. Um, so I'll be asking those questions and answer to the best of your ability. So, quick intro, uh, bear markets are as natural in the financial world as the changing of seasons, and we all know that. In fact, there have been 27 bear markets uh, since 1928. However, there also has been 27 bull markets, and stocks have constantly risen significantly over time. Uh, the world of cryptocurrency is no exception, experiencing its fair share of bear and bull markets. The first major bear market in crypto occurred in long before most of us even knew what Bitcoin was. In 2011, BTC skyrocketed to an all-time high of $42 by June 8th, but the euphoria was short-lived. So since then, crypto has seen four more bear markets, with the fifth currently unfolding. In this podcast, we, along with our special guest from Speedify, We'll delve into the ongoing crypto trends, examining the bear market as an opportunity for investors and enthusiasts alike. So before we dive into a discussion, let's find out. Are you on the bears or the bulls team? Uh, I'll take that on, Alejandro. So uh, I think that any trader or investor will find an opportunity either on a bears or a bulls market. And obviously the... Um, all the investors, the, rich, the richest people of the world, um, they look for bear market as opportunities. So the hardest part is just to find out what do you need to do in a bear market and where you should put your money and where you should move it. So I'll say that uh, me personally, me is neither a bears follower and neither bulls is just in every year. In every market situation, there is an opportunity. So I'd say depending on the market trend, uh, you should either buy and stack a lot of uh, um, good opportunities in your portfolio or you should be very quick, like in a bull's market, you should be very quick to react when to get out. That's my take on that. Yeah, I think as Andrew said, um, checking how the, the blockchain market is so dynamic and, and very innovative, I believe that, that it's essential to be in both uh, the bears and bulls teams and to understand the perspective of, of both sides. Uh, but, but it's true that if you ask me, like, 
I'm on bull or beers, I, I, I would say that my, my investment portfolio is bullish. That for sure, because I want to, to, to make profit. But, but, but it's true also that, that the bear brings a lot of innovation, uh, restructuration, uh, and, and brings also like positive things to the market. So, so I think both, both teams are, are, are very well. Uh, I think I'm going to play the devil's advocate in this regard. Uh, I would say I'm team beer. And hear me out. The reason I say this is, uh, regardless of the market situation or sentiment, I believe smart people, if you invest smartly, you could still make money. And I believe also their market is a way of streaming out the bad apples in the ecosystem. Uh, there are a lot of projects that take advantages of people financially. And in order to enjoy the ecosystem, we need the good apples only, right? So we need the beer market to actually filter out the bad apples and just focus on development. Team who are actually building, then people who actually invest and enjoy their investment regardless. Yeah, for sure. Um, thanks for those answers. So when it comes to bear markets, um, what do you think they depend on the most? I think that, as you mentioned, Laura, we have experienced many bear markets and bull markets. So bear market is just a cycle, just like a bull market. There is always black and white. So regardless of uh, how long you've been investing, you know that it's a cycle and eventually it will end and uh, the new cycle will repeat. So during the bear's market, what everybody should look at is that uh, bear, bear's market will uh, uh, take out the low-performing companies. It will take out the uh, companies with no product, with no real value. So this is actually the spot where you can, if you monitor and you, if you follow the companies, you can see who actually survives the bear market. And this means that during the bull run, regardless of how many new projects will be released, the projects that actually survived and actually, even if they made some revenue, they will succeed uh, insanely during the bull market because during the bull market, everybody, this is that basically the, uh, it d depends a lot on risk version of people. So during the bull market, there's a lot of just liquidity on the markets. This means that people um, um, tend more to invest in something risky than uh, in preserving their capital. And if you think <clears throat> about it broadly, then uh the driver of a bear's or a bull's market is actually the economy uh, beyond the crypto. Crypto is just one part. So let's say banks feel so good that they give the lowest interest rates. And we all know that, that if the interest rates are low, this means that there is no point in holding money in the bank. For example, I remember at some point of time, I think it was uh, before the crash in 2008, uh, 2008 um, the banks gave... Um, uh, percentage on savings on your deposits in the bank were in USDT in your in dollar they were lower than a percentage so if you put a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars and uh, you get one percent that's only one thousand dollars so uh, by these means banks big banks they sort of uh, fuel the economy uh, so that you take money out of the bank and put it somewhere risky and during the bull market uh, I, I mean when the bull market ends, it, it, uh, the cycle repeats. So there is always a lag. So, for example, when uh, uh, last year we all knew that there is going to be a recession, uh, still the, the situation last year was not as bad as in um, 
as in this year is because the companies readjust and they look at their uh, earnings and spendings. And uh, right now is actually when we experience uh, the recession. But uh, looking at what's happening right now, uh, I, I think that maximum within a year, so up to next summer, we should see the good transition. Hoping on that. <laughs> yeah, com com completely uh, agree. Uh, go ahead, Joel. No, no, go ahead. No, I, I wanted to say that I completely agree with, with Andrew. I think at the end, bear markets pose like the vulner vulnerabilities of the financial portfolios and challenge like the teams and business to expose all, all the weakness that they have you know, on their products, on the process, and the, on their strategies. So it's a good way to learn what works and what doesn't. So I think it's it's very it's positive. Uh, I think I agree with what Alejandro and Andre said, but also I want to add this, that bear markets mostly happens. Uh, it depends on social sentiment, and I believe sentiment matters a lot when we're talking about crypto bear market, not like real uh, financial bear market. Crypto bear market is always about social sentiment, about institutional adoptions, about regulatory and compliance uh, procedures and other factors that uh, affect every social impact. And I, I, it's always kind of surprising to me that people don't focus on the social impact on the crypto market as we focus more on the financial impact on the crypto market, right? There is no bear market that happens without any social factors, without any regulatory or compliance issues. There's no bear market that happens without people falling or people expecting something. It's always the human psychology that we're not actually putting into perspective when it comes to bear market. So I think we need to always consider those factors too, like social impact, institutional adoptions, because we are in a bear market simply because there were a lot of institutional withdrawal. A lot of people are moving their money out of this crypto market, investing in real-life assets. Now, right now, the reason we're still experiencing this long bear market is because it's player versus player. There is no institutional investment happening right now. It's all about PVP. Yes, totally agree on that. So basically, to sum it up for all the listeners, uh, uh, obviously, uh, the bull market is created by big guys. So the reason that they uh, create the bull market is that they use their liquidity, use their funds, millions and billions of dollars, is that they put that in risky assets. For them to put that in risky assets, they have to get a, a better chance of getting a higher percentage than in the bank. So when the interest rates rise, you should all follow the interest rates. If they rise, this is what keeps them, uh, keeps their allocation uh, lower to the riskier assets, which is crypto still, and, and even stocks and anything else. And they use, uh, and they use their capital to put in treasury bonds, uh, in, in all the safe assets. So that, that's what drives the bear market and creates that. So if we're talking about, I mean, we've, we've talked about large investors, but what if we're taking into account the small in investors, some small project owners, um, what opportunities are there for them in a bear market? I think, I think I'll give it to Alejandro to say, because the, the guys uh, launch and help launch 
a lot of projects and help them consult and do all the right things. So I think Alejandro, you could take that. Thank you, Andrew. Well, I think that, that there are uh, many ways, um, but but Landtrust is true that they serve as the middle person helping the small investors uh, with process like due diligence, uh, accelerating a project that, that they will they like, or even uh, helping this project with investment. So so at the end, like small investors, if, if they go to a Launchpad, I think they, they they can choose or pick the best and and, and have trust again in, in projects in the process. So I think like for small investors, uh, yes, like going with with that kind of alternative, it it could bring them more exposure to to their investment and and also like uh, gaining again like the, the 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 trust on on the process. So I don't know what do you think, Joel. Um, I think I know we we talked about a lot about uh, trustless environment, which is permissionless mm-hmm. that blockchain brings uh, mm-hmm. the opportunity of operating without any middle individual or any middle entity. But at the same time, we still need a a lot of trust, right? And that is where uh, Launchpad comes in. Uh, a lot of retail investors doesn't understand the importance of due diligence. And most of the time, they delegate their due diligence processes to the influencers or the KOL they follow. That okay, I'm investing in this or uh, just a trade. Then they follow the KOL just to invest without actually doing their own due diligence. And on Launchpad side, we carried out these processes for them. It's mostly a delegated due diligence process where we evaluate project, give the retail investor trust and confidence to invest in a project that at least is ninety percent. Um, good because the team has to KYC, we have the information so the retail investor actually have the possibility of investing in the project at the early stage whereby we carried out the due diligence for them and this opportunity is uh, it has been proven to be very very effective when it comes to investment. We've seen a lot of people who had made a lot of money from Launchpad investment because they trust the Launchpad at least there is a trust factor there and that is what we need in the ecosystem. We don't want to take a risk. Uh, I know not everybody are risk averse, right? So some people just want to be sure of what they are investing in. Um, unlike the big VCs who has like big money to throw around, like or mostly I call it uh, spray and pray. So they invest in multiple projects, even if one hits, that is enough for the VCs. Not all retail investors could be able to afford that if you have limited source of income, right? So this way on Launchpad actually plays a lot, lot of factors. Yeah, that is actually true. And I want to add one more thing is that a lot of, uh, for specifically for project owners, um, you should understand that during the bull market, there are thousands of projects that are actually pumping and uh, everybody is excited and it's very hard to find a good project on the bull market but on the bear market this is where not a lot of projects succeed if they do not have any value so in fact you have less competition during the uh, bear market if you have a real product and real value so it's actually it can be used as an advantage of course um you need to survive that aside from that uh you'd have less competition totally agreed andrew yeah, and also just to just to add to that, also the community is getting really smart, right? A uh, lot of community investors they want to see a project that has been building during the bear market. Yeah. 
and likewise me i do the same thing i don't want to just randomly invest in a project that's only pop up during the bull market right i want to see the, uh, the development life uh life 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 cycle i want to see the timeline i want to see the the roadmap well how projects perform during the bear market we tell a lot about them when the bull market arrives right and that is what the lot of community are focusing on too even when we say we experience bear market a lot of people actually looking for the best opportunity and bear market always presents the greatest opportunity there is where you know the team who could build with limited resources okay. this where you know team who could build or uh, just by having internal developer not outsourcing or throwing money to people who would just build it anyway so totally i think that, that that's important Joel. and when, when you see like a project ha has been surviving uh the bear market and, and they are still developing and they are here for the long term it's also like important for the industry like uh, today today or yesterday we made a project that i will not disclose the name but um, it's a project that we already made two years ago. They are developing a, a, a game, and, and we tried again after two years, and, and it's crazy to see like how much they, they have improved, you know. And, and it's beautiful to see that they keep working, developing, and, and the final result it's it's amazing, you know. They, they they will reach their goal, I'm pretty sure, and and that's the way because not all the products they need to be built in one year or six months, as as we saw in 2021. I think that, that the right approach at the end is keep building during the, the bear and, and and grow when when the bull is coming. So so yeah, I, I totally agree with what you said. Yeah, that kind of brings us to the next topic, which is crypto trends. Um, so in this challenging market phase, which we just talked about, what tech trends and innovations have emerged as a result? From your guys' experience, uh, I don't know if I should take this first. Yes, yes. There has been a lot of trend, like a lot, a lot. Um, I remember a few years ago, nobody knows about zero knowledge. Nobody knows about layer two protocols. Nobody knows about um, modular or uh, uh, decentralized. Uh, nobody knows about a lot of things that happens not only from the protocol level, also from application level nobody knows about oracles nobody knows about uh more of like crushing interoperabilities so there are massive opportunity the, the the market has present just by learning from experiences right um once we know what our limitation is we could be able to build beyond that it's like there is something in physics called uh, elastic elasticity theory so there is always a breaking point but if you know where your elastic limit is you could easily determine where the breaking point is or just build something that we that we expand beyond that limit right and that is exactly what we've experienced in this space so far uh i'm a big fan of layer two protocols big fan of privacy preserving technologies like zk zinc zk rollups and those are the things we need in the ecosystem. And this is just the beginning. Uh, I know in few, in two to three, four years, there's going to be a new innovative development that we are also improve. Not only the financial aspect of the ecosystem, but overall aspect of the ecosystem. We see the uh, prolification of uh, real reward asset is coming where you could not only invest in crypto asset, but at the same time, having real life asset 
transcending into the blockchain ecosystem. And this is just the beginning. We also see French tech is already capitalizing on friendship share, like you could invest in your friends and others. Those are just the tips of the opportunity that the ecosystem presents. And we just experience the, the beginning. And I believe it's going to be even more uh, trend that will come. Uh, before Ethereum, uh, Ethereum was one of the greatest protocol ever developed because it's like programmable. But now we have another layer building on this programmable layer to expand the programmability of Ethereum beyond Ethereum itself, while at the same time scaling Ethereum, making transaction or gas fees super cheap. So those are the trends I've been following for the past few years. Awesome. And I guess that kind of brings us on to our questions from the giveaway. So we had a giveaway that we're hosting on our account, or at least on Andre's account as well. And after the podcast, we'll randomly choose one listener who will receive $50. So we will announce it on Andre's account, so stay tuned. Uh, meanwhile, uh, <laughs> back to you guys. How much is crypto actually driven by real value versus speculation in bear markets? Well, I think uh, <clears throat> in bear markets, it's all about the value. So uh, during the bull market, you don't really look at um, the product itself. And as uh, the guys mentioned, it's very important to show the value. So um, I, I, I think that the product value is very hard to spot in crypto because there are a lot of projects that do not have the product ready yet. They have an MVP or they have a better version. And just as Alejandro said, it takes a year, a year and a half, or maybe two years to develop the product to the alpha version and then release that. So that's very important. And I think that uh, if you want to be a safer investor and uh, play in the long run, you should look at the core product and the team and where are they going with it. So from my end, that, that would be the most important. Yes, I, I think I, I will talk more about the, the real value and and I think that the, that we can we can check or we can see when the real value is going when you see this adoption of users. No, at the end, uh, the, the adoption of the use case uh, in the in the blockchain, you, you can check it with the community and and that's very important. Like we have seen the the gaming industry pumping a lot on twenty twenty one, but lacking a lot of of this community. Um, and, I, and at the end, like the real value that that you can sh that you can see in the in the gaming on Web three will come when when all these gamers and the, from Web two they understand that that playing Web three games is not just that I'm investing or, or speculating about uh, an asset. Is I'm playing a game as I do in in Web two for fun, just because I like maybe the the lore or I like the the, the maps. But I can get other um, conditions, like maybe being more secure, uh, transferring my my assets to another player, or using the blockchain because I can get valuation over my assets. Just like I think, like the real value that that, that we will see with some products or some projects, uh, it will happen with all these users, uh, all this community. They will understand the the benefits. And onboarding the community is not easy, you know, because if if, if I go to to some friends that, that that I will say that they, they speak language that are very well formed and you talk with them about blockchain, they, they still see that that this is like a, a market that, that is still not 
like as, as combat, but but they feel that something is happening here that they don't understand and they don't want to enter. It's like a borderline for them. And I think that, that for us, it's important to understand how we can uh, onboard all these users, how we can involve all these clients and, and community that, that at the end are so important. So, so a real value for me will be when all this mass adoption is, is coming uh, little by little with all this technological development that, that we are building here in the, in the blockchain ecosystem. Agreed. So I think um, we are going to be wrapping it up with our last question. So how can individuals position themselves to benefit from potential growth when market conditions do approve? It's a good question. I think everybody should uh, stay put and prepared for, uh, well, you said when the conditions uh, are good, you mean uh, the bull market. So yeah. <clears throat> I'll just give one, one uh, short point is that if you look at Forbes uh, magazine and uh, you look at all richest people in the world, they're not traders, they're investors. So quite often we get caught up in a fast money fast and quick money and we try to trade and we try to hold the position only for half a year or we decided to hold it for a year but then you know it goes not the way that we planned and we start to dump uh, and get rid of uh, all the assets this is not the proper strategy if you uh, follow the strategy of investments rather than trading and you invest in a long run then you will be prepared eventually for a bull market because you'll get in your portfolio some percentage of good companies and uh, you will benefit in the long run yeah i i agree with andre like um also investors need to understand that uh investing investment is not just waking up on one night on one day and say okay this token is pumping i have to put my money there you need to not only perform your due diligence and understanding what you put your money in you also need to be an investor by heart when I say investor by heart means uh, you pay attention to a lot of things that happens around you. You pay attention to the project you're trying to get involved in. And then you need to have your own investment uh, psychologist, if I may say that. Like, uh, you need to know exactly why you want to invest and what you're investing in. Like me, I've been holding some token for three years. And these are the projects that I believe in. It's not because I just want to make a quick profit and exit these are the projects i believe that they might do good and that's as a result of what they're building either this the solution they provide or the infrastructure or how i think people will use this hard project for in the long term right so i'll put my money there i forget about the money and once the project is doing well i come back and i take uh profit always take profit so it's not your daddy's company always take profit and if you think the market the investment is not going your way and you still have the belief always dca it's very very important to dca so that's just my little take yeah i think joel said very well like uh, there is an important point uh, and i think it's invest for the long term and to invest for the long term, you need to, to stay patient because, for example, myself in, in 2018, 2019, I was buying and selling like crazy because I didn't understand anything about projects and it was just an asset for me. 
or I think uh, for individuals that they want to position themselves uh, to benefit maybe in the, in, in the next uh, bull or to grow when the market improves, I think invest for the long term uh, is a good approach. And for that, you need to educate yourself. So you need to learn, you need to check projects, to do diligence by yourself or go to launchpads to understand how they, they, they are picking projects and also diversify. I think diversify is also an important uh, thing, but not only on, on blockchain and cryptos, but in your whole life uh, when, when you are making investments. So I will say that, yeah, educate, diversify and invest for the long term. For sure, for sure. And I know I promised that that was our last question. However, we have an active listener who gave us just one more. Um, and I promise this is the last one. Uh, with the bear market, it seems like there's a lot of meme coins have come out and more stable coins are just staying stable. So when the bull market comes back, do you think that the meme coins are going to go away and the stable coins are going to skyrocket? Or is it going to be the other way around? Um, I think we should <coughs> clear it clear up this question a little bit just brush it so stable coins are actually usdt so they do not move so i think that what the listener meant by stable coins is the tokens that actually uh, do not get influenced that much by the bear market so obviously they are going to have some performance a good performance and in the long run as uh, our colleague said uh, is going to benefit more so there is actually uh, going to be less risk in stable tokens um, rather than meme coins. I do not think that uh, stable tokens will outperform uh, per se, but um, meme coins may give you a better return in a very, very short run, uh, but most likely most of them will die. Some new will uh, pop up and uh, you'll be able to experience insane return. But as Alejandro said, diversification is very important so you should have your portfolio that is based on rather safer assets than riskier assets and probably depending on your risk aversion you should allocate 20 percent to risk risky assets and try it if it's not going to play out then you're done but at least you have 80 percent of your portfolio and safe assets which are going to perform in the long run uh i mean the same time the ecosystem is really funny Right, the milk coin, the stable, or wherever it is. And uh, if you understand what game theory is, this is just a human uh, stimulation of uh, classic game theory. Right? It's like player versus player. Uh, a lot of people we create a meme coin, put $100 liquidity, and then people started buying, and then people don't want to miss out of the opportunity. People started buying more than the people who enter earlier, started dumping on people who is entering late, then money is gone. So I'm not going to say don't invest in meme coin. A lot of people have made millions out of meme coins. People are trading meme coins every day. Um, meme coin is not going away anytime soon. There will be new one. The old one will fade away. The new one will come. It will be re-strategized, re, uh, marketing and they are actually doing a very, very good job. We've seen it the real project not moving, but we see meme coin out of nowhere just pumping the market, keeping us alive. You know, like people who have hesitated, exit uh, crypto for a long time, they say, Oh, pep is pumping, everybody comes back, want to make quick money. Um, 
the ecosystem needs the money we need this extra or additional liquidity but what i would say is always be careful when you go into mincoin don't even make mincoin your part of your portfolio you could always create a separate wallet with hundred uh dollar to just test how your risk aversion is you just want to try something out don't put your mind there just use it as a training or educational purposes just put your money there watch how people react how trading psychology works how human psychology works and how the ecosystem works by the time you got uh, your money drain multiple times you would never want to try that and that will also influence your decision when you trade even real asset or even real project or invest you have this at the back of your mind what if something happens what am i going to do so it's always good for training purposes. Yeah. Uh, we just recommend meme comfort just to train your mind, to train yourself, to train your endurances and to train your uh, trading psychology. Yeah. I, I think meme coins at the end are like a, a culture. All right. You feel part of something and, and for sure they will be there during the bull market. I don't know if the ones that we have right now, uh, I'm pretty sure that there's one that will be there uh, among Pepe and this is GM Fam. Good morning, Fam. That I'm pretty sure it will be there. But um, yeah, I think that that is a culture, and that that that, that is what is blockchain and, and and the cryptos at the end. No, is people that 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 we merge into groups and and that we are driving cultures together, and because we believe in in, in the technology, like in what we are building, and I think that's beautiful. So for sure, there there will be mini mini coin seasons during the bull. And, and that's beautiful also, like it's part of, of the process. All right. I think that's a beautiful wrap to our podcast of the day. Um, again, our topic was crypto trends and opportunities in the bear market. Uh, thank you so much to the team of Speedify. <laughs> thank you, Andre. Um, guys, please stay tuned to our giveaway. Like I said, um, we will choose one listener who will be receiving $50 and we will announce it on Andre's account, so stay tuned and follow. Um, for everyone else, see you next time on our next podcast with our next guests. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thank you everybody, Thank you. for coming. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nazro. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you, Tim. Thank, Thank, Thank you, Chan. Thank you, Chad. Eva. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.